0: Hey, what's good everybody? It is your man B. Vaughn here with We Create Music TV. And tonight we got a special guest that is joining us tonight. Singer, songwriter, producer, and actress, Jasmine Ortiz. She is taking the music industry by storm, the social media, just by incredible storm. So I am excited to introduce you to Jasmine Ortiz. Welcome.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me on today. It's a pleasure ah, to be here.
0: Yes, it is a pleasure to have you here as as well. And I'm just grateful to bring you on and share your story with our our audience. All right, so so let's get started. So walk us through walk us through your musical journey. How'd you get started?
1: Um, you know, I, I've been doing this a long time. I've always had an interest in music, I've always been very passionate about it. Really kind of starting when I was a toddler around age two or three, um, I remember one specific moment uh, kind of vaguely, especially from stories my parents have told me about it, uh, where I was three years old. We were in Atlantic City having dinner and I literally escaped out of my high chair, which I was very prone to do at that age, uh, ran up to the stage and started plunking out a melody on the grand piano. And everyone in the restaurant started noticing there's this little kid on stage playing, it. Uh, sorry, but after that moment, I begged for piano lessons and we really struggled to find someone that would take me at that age because I was only like mm-hmm. two and a half or three. Um, but then we ended up finding my piano teacher that I was with for 15 years from age three until I was 18.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's I mean, can you imagine that you're eating dinner one night and all of a sudden your child, you look over and there's oh, there's this spaghetti everywhere, but your child is gone. And you're like, whoa,
1: whoa. <laughs> the next thing
0: you look there they're on stage, you know, John Elting, the piano. So
1: <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Oh my God, <laughs> like, oh
0: my gosh, where'd they go?" yeah that's, that's super interesting that that your musical talent and gifts were prevalent in the very in the very beginning yes, so so what happened after that? So what happened after the whole you know piano incident? You know,
1: basically, um, (laughs) I I started piano lessons and kept on going from there all through elementary school, middle school. I was very interested in music. I started guitar when I was nine. I picked up some viola saxophone along the way in middle school. And I played uh, drums from one of my jazz ensembles in high school, Mm. because I ended up going to a performing arts high school in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So that was awesome. I was a double major in classical piano and jazz guitar. Wow. And I was also in a rock band for four years. So Hi. that was something that I learned a lot from, just kind of playing in all those different genres. Mm-hmm. And then that eventually helped me develop as a songwriter and a performer and find my sound as who I am as an artist today.
0: Wow. Like that's, okay, you, you took on a lot in the very beginning. That's a whole heck of a lot. But that's, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome though. definitely. Like not only, okay, so, so you're still in, in, in regular school, right? And, and yes. now you're picking up all these instruments drums and viola and saxophone and guitar and piano and you're in a rock band and yeah i mean i don't know how many kids okay when i was in high school i i I don't know how many people did that when i was in high school but that was so long ago though it was so crazy i don't know how many people did that (laughs) i don't know how many people played that many maybe they did i don't know i was in choir so i don't know (laughs) i only have only had one instrument which was the voice everybody else but I never could see myself in Hey, that's one of my instruments in too. I
1: love, I right. love singing.
0: See, see, to me, the voice is one of the, the best instruments. I don't know. I'm, I'm just partial to, to the voice. You know, that's because I did it for so long. But, yeah, that's crazy that, you from the very beginning, you were already inclined to, you know, play instruments and to, to, I mean, I guess it's kind of like you were already gifted to be in this music industry, which.
1: Yeah. I, I've definitely always felt it to be a calling. Um, mm-hmm. I've never felt pushed to do it. I never felt like I had to kind of go that route. I also have been interested in things like medicine or law, like previously in my studies. So there were a lot of different routes I could go career-wise, but this always felt the most natural and the most organic for me.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, and it, it comes across that way in your music and also in in your videos. So. Like if people don't know, people don't know. You gotta check out Jasmine Ortiz. I had the privilege privilege of just just sifting through all a lot of different things. And so, okay, so there's something I want to talk about. Because I had the pleasure of, of seeing we'll we'll get back to the regular interview in a second, but I had the privilege of seeing <laughs> something today and I was like, oh, that is so amazing. Okay, maybe I shouldn't tell people this, but I'm gonna tell them anyway. <laughs> I am a huge, huge see it's gonna. Whatever. I'm a huge Disney fan, right? Okay, awesome. Oh my gosh, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Huge Disney fan. I was like, yes, that is awesome. That was that was that sweet sixteen was awesome. Was awesome. I was watching the whole thing, like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. (laughs) That is that is amazing.
1: That's one of the uh fun behind the scenes kind of videos on my youtube um i have some clips from my sweet 16 and it was yeah. aladdin themed because my name mm-hmm. is jasmine so it was so much fun um my friend and i did a fully choreographed like dance speak, yeah. sing thing and then we had arabic hip-hop dance coordinated we had full like seven couples doing a ballroom dance because mm-hmm. I'm Latina. So I do like quinceanera components within a sweet 16. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, a whole new world was being played. Uh, the song with, with Celine Dion was being I was like, Oh, that is so awesome. But I mean, I imagine how many, I don't know how many people have a princess Jasmine sweet 16 where you have Aladdin coming in, <laughs> floating in and you're being carried. I was I thought it was so cool being carried in. (laughs) (laughs) That was was amazing. Like on a a lounge chair. And for a guy a big giant muscular guy just (laughs) so much fun. (laughs) Well, I
1: appreciate you watching it. (laughs) Yeah, Of course.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Look, I want to see all the doing your
1: research. You're doing a good job of research.
0: (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how we'll see how good of a job. But yes, that I thought that was was awesome. Okay, back to back to the real. But that was the real stuff. But still, I, I just thought it was awesome. That was amazing as a huge disney fan myself (laughs) that was great so i have a little girl well she's not little anymore but uh and but when she was little that's what we would do sit around watch aladdin and little mermaid and beauty and the beast and cinderella and sleeping beauty and all these and and actually sing all the songs together i mean she was i mean we would sing all the awesome all the songs so i know i know all the songs so but (laughs) ariel was my favorite
1: princess for a long time
0: yeah i can see i can see that i can see why that was, that was a great Disney movie, but, uh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So back to, to Jasmine, uh, not princess. Well, I guess she's queen Jasmine now.
1: So, <laughs> yes.
0: The upgrade <laughs> upgrade. That's right. And so, uh, you know, doing all that stuff in middle school and high school. And now I'm assuming now from what I read, you're still in college.
1: Yes, I yes. am exiting my junior year, kind of feeling crazy about being a senior next semester, but Mm. uh, feeling very good and excited about what's to come for sure.
0: What are you majoring in?
1: I major in musicianship, artistry development, and entrepreneurship. So um, that is really an all-encompassing major Mm. uh, focusing on music business, which I also minor in. I have minors in songwriting and political science as well. So it really just has exposed me to a lot of aspects of the music industry that I wouldn't have understood had I not Mm. come to this school. Um, It's also incredibly uh, enhanced my performance and songwriting skills. Um, really just honing in on everything that I came to the school with and making it even better.
0: That's, wow, that's, that's awesome. You know, you like a, I want to, I know people usually say you're like the, but I'm, you're like the female Ryan Leslie, right? So, <laughs> so all the stuff that I was reading, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is like Ryan Leslie, but as a woman. That's right? awesome. So, so, so Ryan Leslie was pretty much a genius. Jasmine is pretty much a genius, right? Well, thank I mean, you
1: for comparison. I mean, <laughs>
0: National Honor Society, three, don't get, no, 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 don't get me wrong, and, and, and you correct me in, in the GPA stuff and all that, right? 3.98, <laughs> 4.0, it's around there somewhere. National Honor Society, yeah. right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if I tell you, and we're not going to have time to get to all the stuff. But all the stuff that, oh my gosh, I was like, in my age, which I'm not going to tell, I ain't done half of that stuff. I haven't done half of what, what you've done in your 20, 20, right? I'm 20, yeah. 20 years of, of living. Like, y'all need to step y'all game up, because she's out here <laughs> doing crazy stuff that y'all would have, we'll get into, we'll get into that. But so right now you're in college, you're a triple major and, <laughs> and so it's of...
1: actually, it's, it's one major with all of no, those no, no. things being, in it. And I then I have a triple minor.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, I was being facetious when I said triple major, but yes, uh, got one, you. One major, people do
1: that though. It's crazy. <laughs> they do.
0: Not, not me. I just go to school mm-hmm. for one and I'm done. I never want to see it again, but <laughs> the stuff that, that you are doing, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll get into, to those things as well. But it's just remarkable. The reason why I say the female Ryan Leslie, because when you think about Ryan Leslie's journey, he kind of did some of the same thing. He was super gifted when he was young. He is a super genius, right? Uh, he was making music, went to college. He didn't finish, but you will. But I think he went back to finish. I think he went back to finish. I'm, I'm not sure. that, yeah. But this guy can play like 19 different instruments. He produced wow, some of the like biggest... <laughs> right. I'm like... Come on, and and he was independent this whole time, pretty much independent. Wow. As 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 an artist and as a, uh, a musician and a music creator, so uh, that's kind of why I say that because he played many different instruments. And you play a lot of different instruments, and I think that's, I think that's amazing when you can have somebody who's multi-talented and a, and a multi-instrumentalist and multilingual. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank Look, you. all those
0: multis, right? I'm I'm just yeah. <laughs> I'm just singular. She's, mo- she's- <laughs> but I think that I think that's amazing so I, I do want to talk about no first let me I, before we even go there kind of still talk about your 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 influences as you were growing up did your mom and your your mom and dad support you through this journey as you were getting into uh, into this music industry
1: yeah they absolutely have um very very thoroughly. Uh, My parents both worked in the music industry uh, when I was growing up and my dad actually left the industry uh, when I was around like eight or nine Um, but I've I've dragged him back into it uh, you know because now I am in the industry but they both had a lot of experience just working with industry professionals uh, and I learned a lot just from watching them do what they do so that was definitely a huge asset for me just kind of along the way um, and understanding the business side of things because I've always been exposed to it even when it didn't relate to me.
0: Yeah, the business side is super, super critical. I tell people all the time when I do interviews, when I do master classes and things like that it's great to know the artistry side. You have to know that because that's where your skill and talent lives. But you have to know the business side so that you know how you're going to get paid. You won't get ripped off. You know how you're going to get your publishing. Exactly. right.
1: It's so important and so many artists neglect to learn about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's something that isn't necessarily always encouraged, um, but I think from the independent artist perspective, it's absolutely integral to the prosperity of your career and your longevity to read those contracts or have a lawyer read them for you and know what you're getting yourself into and understand um, maybe if you can't unpack a contract yourself, because I'm not, I'm passing that off to a lawyer still. I'm yeah, not a major, lawyer. Yeah. But, but, you know, even if you can't unpack it yourself, have someone do it for you and explain the terms in plain English. It'll help you understand what you're really signing away.
0: Yeah, because a lot of times people would just sign away a lot of things. And I never knew I signed away that. Well, who is in the contract? Well, wait you a minute. You should have. I, yeah. I was, I was just excited to get a million dollar advance and, and to, you know, be popping and get my record deal. And, but they miss a lot of stuff. And that's why we have oh, yeah. a lot of issues in the industry today with people not knowing what's really in their contracts. So people pay attention. That's a gem right there. Pay attention to them <laughs> contracts. I love the sound effect. Yeah, oh, yeah, you got to have the sound. <laughs> pay attention to them contracts because, I mean, people look, I'm coming real close. Yeah. The, the music industry can be a shady <laughs> business. It can be shady. So you all have to know how to read these contracts know what perpetuity means. And, and watch out for weird words that they put in these contracts. Y'all know I talk about this stuff all, all the time. But it's good that you as someone who is a music creator and an artist, producer, singer, songwriter, also understands the business side as well. And one of the things you said is is that you are, uh, I don't know if it's a major or minor, but in artist development.
1: Yeah, so that's yes. part of my major actually.
0: Yes, and so do you feel that's something that's lacking today? Artist development.
1: I think it's something that labels want to take their hands away from. They don't want to get involved with it anymore um, because they don't really need to. Now with social media um, and with people having such high levels of accessibility to producing in their homes, recording in their homes, intermediaries like CD Baby or TuneCore, it just makes labels not want to have to do that groundwork when artists can do it themselves independently um labels are really looking for artists to come as a full package deal so artist development is really done on the back end now instead of the front end and if you kind of don't dig your heels in and understand who you are as a brand who you are as an image who you are as a sound um it's going to be very difficult to break into the mainstream of the industry and i think artists that have broken out independently um you know Even Billie Eilish, for example, she had a very Mm -hmm. clear and distinct image and sound when she came out. And that was incredibly valuable to her in developing a fan base.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, from how she markets herself, how she brands herself and the image that she creates, I mean, she does stand out. And people people know. Wow. okay, But she's an amazing artist as well. And so. She has the whole, she has the whole package. And I believe that she had people around her who were giving her the right advice to take those steps in the right direction. You know, and a lot of times people don't have that. You know, yeah. a lot of times they don't have people, which, which is, uh, it's, I'll say it's a sad thing, right? You mentioned that the record labels kind of want to take their hands away and kind of want to find people who already are self, pretty much self-developed on the back end. Right. So they come already out of the gate with huge fan base, with a brand image already intact, with a social presence already uh, prevalent and, and with, you know, content that's already there. And a lot of times pe- a lot of people don't have that. And, yeah. you know, when I think about back in the day, I'm a huge Motown fan. Right. So I think about Motown and that model and how they developed those artists to be successful. And they kind of they sent them through like a boot camp. To establish their sound and to establish, you know, their image as, you know, and they would spend countless hours practicing, you know, their songs and their dance moves. And so that when they went out on tour, they were a very uh, unified, yeah, flawless. And they were
1: a well-oiled machine. And, you know, think about like how. Uh, Motown functioned as a label, it was Mm -hmm. really a conglomerate of super talented people. So the managers at Motown, the producers at Motown, they were all directing all of their energy into this group of artists and Mm -hmm. this group of artists alone. That's why all those artists became such iconic figures, because they all came up together in kind of the same school of thought, the same musical environment. Um, And that's also why those artists had not only like distinct sounds within themselves, but also sounds that meshed well with each other because they Mm -hmm. were all using the same producers.
0: That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's perfect. I I love that. And that kind of was a, uh, yeah, I think you said it perfectly. I would, I would agree with that. That's, that was very succinct and amazing how you put that. Okay. So let's get back to, to, to Jasmine. So, uh, so for you, what were some of your major challenges that you face in your career and how did you overcome those challenges? What did you learn from them?
1: I think one of my greatest challenges was just being uh, young and still finding myself. I think that's something a lot of young people going into the industry struggle with too, Finding out who you are as a person, and then how that translates into who you as who you are career. It was hard to figure out a person. Of course, these are growing pains that every teenager goes through inevitably. But then, when you're being put in a place to the point of where I am right now in the past year and a half, um, and my sound has just reflected that thoroughly, and my confidence level and my sound has grown exponentially. So I think overcoming those barriers of finding myself, finding that confidence, putting forward who I am as an artist and being secure about it, that has been a huge struggle. And now that Mm -hmm. I'm on the other end of it, I'm just so incredibly excited for all the projects I have coming up to release this year.
0: Yes. And I'm super excited too, for the projects you have coming up. Like I said, I had a chance to check out, check out your music. And, you know, and I kind of think that in the very beginning, that's what a lot of young people kind of go through. I say young, well, I'm still young, so I'll, I'll say that. But you know, it's is identifying who they are as as an artist. I'm like 19. How do I know who I really am as an artist? I'm still trying to figure out who I am as a person. You know, insane.
1: Exactly. You
0: know, how do I navigate this crazy world, not just from an artist perspective, from an now adult. I'm getting out of my mom and dad's house. And I'm going out into this world, whether it's to the military or to college or to, you know, whatever it is. How do I navigate all of this? And I think a lot of young people have that type of you know those thoughts Uh, but yeah I think for you you had a you had a great support mechanism to kind of help you through through that uh, to help you kind of plan out what that was going to look like and to make sure that your journey was was a successful journey which your journey is only it has only begun oh my gosh I'm waiting to find out you know in 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 two three years when I'm sitting back you know in the audience at, at you know the Grammys and just watching and they're like, best new artist, Jasmine. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I,
1: like I know, yeah, that's
0: cool. Like, <laughs> you yes. gotta pull
1: up these clips real quick.
0: That's right. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, in case y'all don't know, I, eat, I interviewed her, like she was on my show, y'all know? Like but yes, yeah. I'll give you a shout-out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but thank yes. you, um, yes, that, definitely. that means a lot. It's definitely, no, you got the skills. Uh, you trust me, you have the skills. Uh, I, I would encourage anybody to, to go out to, and we'll, we'll give them that uh, a little bit later, but check out your videos, check out your music, check out the things that, that you've done. Um, so, so let's talk about that, right? Like I said, I have a whole list of questions that I have here, but I wanna move I'll into start. talking about some of that. I wanna move into talking about your music. So your music is, is very diverse, right? It's very diverse. I love the fact, and, and I guess I'll ask that question first. So you, you speak three languages when you are right. So English, Spanish and Chinese It was I thought was amazing, and you incorporate all of those <laughs> elements into your, your music. So, so kind of talk about your philosophy behind your music and how you incorporate your diversity into, into your music.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really think that staying true to my roots as a Latina has been incredibly important to me throughout my artistic journey. I originally started out doing Latin pop and reggaeton about two years ago, um, and that was really after traveling to Colombia to meet with some uh, producers down there and really just connecting to and enjoying the music immensely. And now that I'm shifting more into a mainstream pop sound, I want to still keep those influences there. And I think it's really important to stay true to who you are.
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, it definitely you, you got to say true to you, to who you are. But you'd be surprised that many people grow up in a certain environment and they don't really use those elements in their music. And it's like, why not? Yeah. That's a part of your heritage. That's a part of your culture. Embrace that put that in your music. Yeah, I
1: definitely, I'm always open to throw in some lines in Spanish, some lines here, some lines there. Um, even though I'm not necessarily making Latin music anymore, that's mm-hmm. still always going to be a huge part of who I am.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, that's just like if I didn't make hip-hop. Like, no, I mean, I'm black. Yeah. I mean, what if I didn't make hip-hop? And no, I'm just joking. <laughs> what if I make hip-hop anymore? <laughs> I mean, I got to say true to the roots. No, but, I mean, you, you, but you have to, right? You, you, you figure out what makes you as, as a person, your cultural perspectives and backgrounds, and those become a huge influence in the music that that you do, right? So I listen to some of the music that you, well, a lot of it. But uh, th- I mean, there was a lot that I listened to that had that, you know, cultural influence from, you know, the Latin perspective. And I was like, okay, I like how she's doing that, you know? And I can't remember the Thank guy's you. name. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's, it's Darkhan. Darkhan? Yeah. Yeah, Darkon. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was killing it. I was like, look at this. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's
1: incredible. He's popping off in Colombia right now. Also, um, speaking of Colombia, we should bring attention to the stuff that's going on down there right now. Mm -hmm. There's a huge humanitarian crisis happening. The United Nations has declared it um, pretty much a catastrophe. Essentially, there's a bunch of Colombian citizens protesting against the government, incorporating new taxes that will tank the economy. Um, but on top of that, the police brutality has gotten completely out of control. Obviously, we've seen immense measures of police brutality in this country, um, but it's just happening at such a wide, incredible scale right now in Colombia. People are afraid to leave their apartments. They've been stuck without food and water for days in their homes. People are having tear gas thrown into to their windows. Um, people are getting you know, shot at random in the street. It's incredibly, incredibly concerning. So just putting that out there. Um, do your research, try to spread awareness. really, I think what is needed right now is international action, but it's incredibly scary, and I have a lot of family and friends down there too
0: yeah i've I've been watching it on the news, like, oh my gosh, wow, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, so thank you for bringing attention to that. and you know I, I that that also speaks to a different side of you, uh, which I wanted to talk about a little bit later, but i am gonna I'm gonna shift and talk about it now, and then we'll come back and talk about uh some of the different aspects of School your music. music yeah right so so in so in your in your in your bio it talks about how you are working with uh you know the un and you have a humanitarian side of you that i don't know if a lot of people know maybe they do but you have a humanitarian side of you and you have a, a passion for women's rights and racial uh, injustices so to kind of talk about your work in that in that area uh, and kind of what you would see like you would like to see happen in that area, and how your music also plays a part a part in that as well.
1: Thank you so much for bringing that up um over the basically functions as a debate style team that models the uh, rules and procedures of the actual united nations so we debate um, on topics such as nuclear disarmament or uh, foreign political issues uh, refugee crises women's rights in third world countries um, all of those types of topics so it's really just opened my eyes to a completely different worldview and encouraged me to research about things happening both in my own country and in other places around the world Um, So many, you know, things have happened um, politically and socially that education, which I think is a travesty. I think that the education system needs a lot of reform in general, especially with wealth disparities um, between like tax brackets in different neighborhoods. I think that's a huge issue that disenfranchises uh, people of color in those communities. Um, Just making a property taxes pay for all of your school supplies is not a system that really works in this country anymore. Um, not sure if it ever really did, but you know, that those are just some of the issues that have been brought to light through my work with the team. Um, but in addition to that, I also work with the Model United Nations Institute um, through their program, Best Delegate, which teaches kids in middle and high school um, kind of the rules and procedures of Model UN to encourage them to be global citizens and world leaders and maybe find jobs in politics or Public policy or advocacy later on in life. So, those are the things that I've really become a part of that I've become incredibly passionate about, which encouraged me to uh, develop a minor or become a minor in political science as well. Um, and, you know, I'm interested in forming a nonprofit or working with other nonprofits in the future and really using my platform to continue advocating for these issues.
0: Yes, that's, that is incredibly awesome. That is awesome you. that you have a heart for, for that, a heart for people, a heart for injustice. Uh, you, you don't find too many young people who have, I mean, a lot of young people out here, they're talking about you know going to the club and you know, getting high and all <laughs> the weird, crazy things. But you, know, you have a heart for, for just justice to be served. And I agree the the education, educational system needs a huge overhaul. But, you know, yeah, it starts there. A lot of these
1: issues with intolerance start because people are not educated. And if you're educated about how similar or or even even things that you can find common ground on with people who are not like you, you are much less likely to be hateful because hate Mm -hmm. really comes from a place of fear, fear and misunderstanding and intolerance. And those things can start to be mended by Increasing people's education on different cultures.
0: Right. Yeah. See, I I, I know you said it, it, it starts in the in the education system, and for me, I believe it starts in the home. I believe how I mean, how yeah. we how we raise our kids, the environment that they're in, uh, and what actions we are showing our our young children. I mean, young kids are are shaped by their environment, and so if we are modeling the correct behaviors and doing the right things and having the right types of conversations. When they grow up, they in turn will do the same. Will do the same thing, but yeah, the educational system likes to get in there and, and you know, do their weird stuff that they like to do, which which is why my kids were homeschooled. So they're educating. No, just- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, no, but, but yeah, no, they they were homeschooled because yeah, I'm yeah. not the type. I'm not the type of parent who's gonna play around. And you, you tell my weird. You tell my kids something weird. I'm gonna come at you. That's just how was, That's just how it is. Sorry. So yeah. yeah, it was like yeah, we're just gonna homeschool them because my wife is, you know, like I'm here, but she she'll yeah, you can play around that's with awesome. our kids. Yeah, we don't we do do that. Uh, okay. So, but yes. But thank you for bringing awareness to that, and thank you for being a part of of. Movements like that uh, that serve women's rights and social injustice and racial injustice uh, and bringing those things to to light. Because once again, not a lot of people are involved in in those types of uh, types of work uh, to bring light to those types of issues that are going that are going around. We're too busy. I mean, Childish Gambino said it the best. He said it the best in his song. This is America. So, I mean, if you don't know the song, go. Yes, he talked about it. And a lot of it's true. We, we're too concerned with just getting money and looking a certain way, but right. Okay. I want to talk. So, so your music, right? So your music is amazing. I want to talk about, and I guess I got a lot of questions, but I want to talk about three songs specifically. Okay. Awesome. Three, three, three songs specifically. Number one. And ladies and gentlemen, when, I'm going to tell you when I talk about each of these songs, I'm going to tell you how many views they have on, on YouTube so far. <laughs> Some of y'all artists need to pay attention to what I'm about to say. Okay, so I want to talk about the first one. And I know you probably get it a lot. And the first one is Trick or Treat, which has 1.8 million views. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so talk about the concept right. behind Trick or Treat. That was an awesome video.
1: Thank you so much. Um, Trick or Treat was actually a really big deal for me to release as an artist because it was the first song I ever released that was fully, completely produced and written by me. Um, So that was awesome, kind of flexing a little bit of my increased production chops that I've been working on over the past several years. Um, You know, getting to really work on a project hands-on, start to finish, was incredibly rewarding for me. Um, and then with the music video I came up with together, of you know modeling a similar idea to what Ariana Grande did in her video for Thank You Next, with recreating classic scenes from romantic comedies. We did that, but with horror movies, uh, which was so much fun. We did It, Psycho, and The Shining. If anything yet? So we had a lot of the old-fashioned wallpaper and wood carvings and all that cool stuff in the house. Um, that was really perfect for the visuals. That also um, kind of paid homage to like my favorite holiday, which is Halloween, um, and it was so much fun to be a part of. I absolutely love that project. I'm so proud of how it came out. I was heavily involved in the pre-production and some direction for the video as well. Um, my mom and I did all the wardrobe ourselves. We were like mm. collecting 1960s style outfits for like three weeks before the video, um, and it was just an awesome time. I'm really really proud of how it came out.
0: Yeah, that that video was that video was awesome. But there's a there's a there's a meaning behind that video there's oh there's yeah a, so oh yeah so talk to so talk about <laughs> i thought it was i thought it was a very interesting juxtaposition of that video i was like mm-hmm. if you got to pay you got to pay close Thank attention you. to get it
1: yeah no i love how the video juxtaposes the meaning of the song the video is very much like i'm crazy like i'm kind of going through um maybe something that no one understands, um, and this relationship that I'm mourning is all in my head in the video. But in the song, I'm speaking from personal experiences where I've been ghosted in romantic situations, and that really hurts. And it's a sad kind of moment for that to happen to you, but in the video, I'm taking Back power and control the situation by making fun of it and making fun of myself because at the end of the day, it's not that serious. I got past it and I made a really kick-ass song and video from it, so I'm not that bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you sure did. Um,
1: But but it's just—it's a message to anyone who has also been ghosted, anyone who relates to the song—to you know, keep pushing, keep doing your own crazy thing, and don't let anyone else bring you down.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's that's pre- that's a perfect message right there. Yeah, when I saw you walking down the uh, thing with the axe, I was like, "Oh, man. Here's <laughs> He's about to Jasmine. Get it. <laughs> here's Jasmine. I was like, "Here's Jasmine. Oh, I say that in the video yes, sir. I, I know. I saw that. I was like, "Here's Jasmine. Oh my gosh. It was it was amazing how how you did the concept for the video and the message of the video. Like I said, the juxtaposition just between the lyrics, the imagery, of what was being communicated. You had to really pay attention to what was going on. Uh, that that was that was wonderful. Yes, that was wonderful.
1: I honestly appreciate you noticing all the little details because we put a lot, a lot of thought and work into that video. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to do.
0: Well, I'm a film guy, so I, I I pay attention to things like that. I pay attention to things like that people don't normally pay attention to. And my, my wife and kids hate it because they're like, OK, dad we're never going to be able to watch a movie the same with you because you're going to be watching and going oh look at that camera angle okay well look how they did this particular medium close-up shot I kind of think about how to, and i was like yeah you're right you're right it's not yeah my mom with, is the same, the same
1: exact way my mom directs all my music videos so she's a director writer producer fully oh, so a she's movie maria yes yeah, she's maria so um yeah so i understand that completely she's ruined almost every plot of every movie i've ever watched with her because she just guesses what's going to happen yeah and she's like yeah so this character is going to do this this one's going to die off this one has an ulterior motive and then she's right and i'm like i didn't even need to watch the movie at this point it's done it's ruined that's right (laughs) but it's all fun i mean you know i I definitely do that with music. Like when I listen mm-hmm. to music, um, obviously there's no plot to really ruin, but I definitely can be very analytical and critical of music when I listen to it. So I understand the whole movie buff plate.
0: Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's good though. That's good that you have an ear for that when it comes to, to the music and that's probably uh, genetics, right? Your mom has oh, yeah. has that and now you have that to be, and it's just directed in a different field, but but still, yes. So kudos to your mom though, because she shoots some, <laughs> some fantastic videos. Though that's, I'm sitting here watching like, okay, I'm gonna how they shoot this video. Okay, I like how they got that lens flare right there that's going on. Oh, okay, <laughs> I like how this is. Oh, why does she move the camera that way? Okay, I. Oh, okay. Uh, now okay that's all yeah kudos to your mom shout out to your mom yeah no
1: she's for, an amazing director and we also work with a dp camera operator mike nietzsche mm-hmm. he's done a bunch of movies and he's done almost all of my music videos as well so they're that's the dream awesome. team for me
0: yeah that's awesome that's awesome when you got people who are right there uh, in your family who are great at doing you know, those types of creative things a lot of people need that like that's yeah yeah. Shout out, to Maria. Yes. shout out to Maria. Shout out to
1: Maria and shout Mike.
0: out to Mike. Shout out to Maria and shout out to Mike. Yes. Okay. So the second one uh, that I want to talk about, which has 2.7 million. That's, that's so crazy. Jaguar. So kind of talk about that <laughs> yes. video. Um, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have taken it, but you know, uh, t- talk about that video and the concept and uh, the meaning behind, behind Jaguar.
1: Yeah. So Jaguar um, is my latest release uh, and I'm really, really excited about it. It's really my first step in this new direction um, a new sound that I'm going after that I'm really feeling comfortable in um, kind of a darker um, pop sound, but I really love it. Uh, I feel like a very current sonically, um, lyrically relatable. And the meaning behind the song is really just being young and carefree and, you know, free from responsibility. And I remember when I was in high school, I felt like, you know, there were no consequences. And there was no sort of sense of reality or gauge for where I fit in the world. So I think that's the song that a lot of people can relate to either because that's the moment they're living in right now, or they can feel nostalgic for a time in the past. Um, And the video was very fun. We were inspired by some Euphoria style lighting and outfit choices, um, and it had a cop chase, very exciting. I got thrown in the back of a cop car, uh, a little scary, but um, it was very fun to shoot the video, uh, an awesome time. And the concept just reflects the song as well with this guy who's taking me around and maybe telling me that's his mansion and his car, but it's really his parents' car. And, uh, you know, we got Mm -hmm. busted by that little girl. And I'm just like, oh, man, what did I get myself into? I got arrested at the end of the day because of this guy. But, you know, all for the sake of an adventure.
0: All for the sake of an adventure. But the video was well done. The song is very well crafted. The music is is of the sound of today right when you listen to it you can hear you know the 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 deep melodic bass line you can hear you know the sound of today and the message is is great right i mean how many how many times do people front right you know they i guess we i guess people call it catfish or whatever that is i don't know i've never been catfish (laughs) i don't know but i mean he he's out there acting like you know all the stuff is his and it's not and you know you yeah as your characters believe in it And then all of a sudden you get arrested because of you you said this was your car, but it is not. You lied to me. (laughs) No, (laughs) exactly.
1: Exactly. So, you know, it's easier now more than ever to kind of pretend that you're living a different lifestyle with social media and everything Mm -hmm. else. So I think it's also a. You know, a story that maybe people can relate to in that respect too. Maybe mm. they have an ex boyfriend that lied to them about where he was living or what kind of car he was driving. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, some some of y'all out here lying about, you know, yourself as an artist, but we're not gonna talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we ain't, we do talk about that.
1: Ooh, but... <laughs> no tea, no shade. <laughs>
0: hey. Oh yeah. Oh, people know. I'm I'm coming I I I'm, I'm talking about the real stuff. I do not do sugar coating things. If somebody's not doing something that they should, yeah, yeah. mm -mm. Because I mean, when you really think about it, who has time for that? You know what I mean? When I used to manage, when I used to manage, you know, my artists, I would, we would really have real conversations about real things. It's like, nah, bro, that's not going to work. You can't do it that way. Here's why. Like that's, (laughs) that is not Mm going to happen. And so you got to have real conversations with people because that's what people need. And we talk about artist development. That's what they need. They need that person that's going to say, Here is the one hundred percent truth,
1: and what works and what doesn't. And what works
0: and what and what doesn't. That is absolutely correct. Okay, last song, "Cherry on Top," which has two million views. I can totally. She got like ten million views completely on all her YouTube (laughs) stuff, total. But yes, "Cherry on Top." I thought the concept for that was 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 fantastic.
1: Thank you so much. Um, You know, that song uh, was really, really fun to make. I collaborated with uh, Track Dilla, who's a producer I've worked with um, a few times in the past year. He's awesome. Um, And I I didn't mention this before, but Jaguar was produced by another producer under the same manager, Caesar the Emperor. They're both managed by Dre London and work with Post Malone and Tyga and other people in that camp. Um, But working with Caesar on Jaguar, a bunch of other songs that we've made together, that are coming out soon especially my next one coming out in june which is called 21 in celebration of my bursar such a humble down-to-earth person to work with and track dilla i would say is very similar to me they've both become really my industry mentors um mm. you know kind of holding my hand along the way of this process and it's been incredible to see the love that they both shown me in you know you know celebrating the successes of these tracks really being along with me for the ride as well so it's been incredibly Um, huge of a blessing to be able to work with them both. So Cherry on Top with Tractilla, that song really just came about as a way to celebrate like the nostalgia and fun of, you know, summertime and also like the beginning of a relationship when you're just kind of flirting and going on cute little dates and nothing's really like heavy or serious yet, really just the honeymoon period. Um, so that's awesome for me to write about because it's so fun and people want happiness and lightheartedness in these really difficult times. So that was a great video for me to make as well. Um, you know, we shot at Coney Island Boardwalk in New York City. Um, and we also shot at a drive-in near my hometown in Pennsylvania, um, and at a golf course, a mini golf course. So it was just so much fun, um, actually getting to do all those things with my co-star who's a family friend. Uh yeah, it was a great experience.
0: Yeah. It, it seemed like it was a great experience. It was just, it was just amazing how the imagery of that of that video. I I think there was something that I read about something with about your hair in relationship to
1: <laughs> About the title. I was going to get to that. Yes. Okay, oh, okay you yep. mentioned I'll, it. I'll let you do... So, um, now I've kind of come into this like purpley blue vibe, loving it so much, uh, loving this color on me. But before I was platinum blonde and over quarantine, like many of us, I was extremely bored last March, like a year ago. So I purchased some spray-on hair spray on pink hairspray or hair dye. And I was like, okay, let me just do this in the bathroom. And my hair was super long, like down to my waist. And I ran out of, hair dye halfway through (laughs) doing my head so i was like oh my god i have half a pink head this is so weird but i ended up like rinsing it and blow drying it and curling it and i was like actually i kind of love this we're gonna go for the split dye cool half blonde half pink um and then my roots started growing in because i'm a natural brunette so i had blonde on one side pink on the other and brown in the middle and i was like i look like neapolitan ice cream right now (laughs) so I snapped a cute little selfie. I was like feeling myself. And then I edited like a little cartoon cherry on my head. And that's literally where the title for the song Cherry on Top came. Wow. Um, So, yeah, it was was one of those moments where I was like, this is going to be a cool song idea. And then I just ran with it from there. And that's where I got the ice cream. And like sugar Mm -hmm. and sweetness, like innuendos and double entendres that are throughout the lyrics. And that was really fun for me because I don't always get to write in a lot of innuendo. And I think it's really cool to do something that's not so blatant, even though it was pretty blatant. But, you know, it's like it's fun. It's like cheeky.
0: Yeah, it was cheeky fun. It was awesome, though. When you listen to it, you're like. okay. it was it was a great it was a great song it was a great song <laughs>
1: okay so this is this is the picture in question this is like my concept picture
0: yeah that's awesome. yeah that's, that's awesome so i um
1: I, I don't know i i'm a very visually oriented person i get inspired mm-hmm. by visuals and movies or photography or even cool locations I'm very like music video oriented or even like just visual oriented overall. So when I'm writing a song, I'll be like picturing, oh, what can I do for this video? What can I do for this visual to make it more interesting, Mm -hmm. to help people connect to it more? And I love, love, love doing that as an artist. I think it's probably my favorite part of my job between songwriting and recording. Also, in addition to that, music videos. Absolutely love that.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, I love music videos that uh, that aren't blatant. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you know, if you say a certain word, it just doesn't. It's not exactly what it is. You know. Yeah. Hey, me and my homie got out the car, and it's like you're you're getting out the car. It's like, mm, okay. I love things yeah. that, have, have, <laughs> that are visually stimulating that that change your perspective of how you see certain things, right? So when you think about when you think about uh, trick or treat, you know, you're, you're not thinking about wow, I just got ghosted. I'm looking at this thing like hey she's she's trying to stab people in, in the shower like psycho <laughs> like oh my god right like, like she must have been hurt in some relationship because she eh, got the ax and here's jasmine i'm like oh my gosh but when you, but when you, <laughs> right and you're, and you're in a raincoat holding a red balloon i'm like mm, what is she communicating mm-hmm. but
1: yeah. those
0: are the type of things i think from a visual perspective that give a completely different meaning to 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 music, to to lyrics that, I mean, nowadays, it's just very blatant. I mean, it's, it's so blatant that- It, it gets redundant, I feel redundant. like, I totally
1: understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and it take, it just takes the the emotional aspect out of why I'm listening to this particular song. I love videos that are, that pull me into the world of, of the video itself, that makes me a part of it, that tells a story, that is communicating its message to me. I don't watch the videos just to watch the video just to see the person, right? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, okay, great. I love, and like I said, I'm a very visual person. I I love movies, and I love just how that your storytelling takes shape in in your in your music and in your videos. So sh- once again, shout out to your mom, Maria. Uh, it's yeah. Thank it's, you. It's, it's awesome. So that's that's. That's awesome. Okay. So let me, let me, okay. So those were the three songs I wanted to talk about, which I thought were were grand. Uh, So so let me ask you, you, you've, you've been successful, right? And, and, and and I don't know what success looks like for you, where you want your career to ultimately go and how you want your career to, to end up. Uh, But one of the questions I do want to ask for you is what do you think are your biggest keys to your success? What would you say are your biggest keys to your success?
1: I would say number one is an incredible support system. I absolutely would not be where I am today if it wasn't for the love and support of my parents. I next and they just kind of lifted my chin up and they're like, do what you know, you know, be true to what you want to do as an artist and we will support you. And that has been absolutely invaluable. Um, just knowing that there's people there who believe, into you and believe in you at the end of the day. And that kind of... Um, You know, unconditional support is really important. Um, And I would also say number two to that is really time management. I think knowing when to say yes to things and when to say no to things and how to preserve your mental health along the way while you're really busy is incredibly important. Um, And number three, I would say, is. Staying true to your creativity and seeing your vision through to the end. I think a lot of times we can see other artists doing things or whatever's popular at the moment. Something's trending, this or that, and kind of want to follow that lead. Um, but if you're not carving out your own niche, if that doesn't feel a little uncomfortable and a little bit of a difficult squeeze at the beginning, then you're not pushing into a new space enough. You're just kind of fitting into a pre-existing mold. If there's not some growing pain,
0: pains. You're not growing enough. Mm. Yeah, so, so I had a conversation with with a friend of mine. Um, most people know if you go watch go watch the second in- interview I've ever done. So um, with uh, Grammy-nominated singer songwriter Mark Bird, great friend of mine, he he talks about that right when he was producing. Um, I think at the time he was producing for Kanye. He's. And I asked him the question about struggle and pain and you know, his his response was, he's like, you got to go through something. You have to experience something that's going to develop you and to shape you and to grow you. He said, have you ever seen anybody who didn't go through pain grow? I said, no. I mean, everybody grows through pain. Everybody learns something through through pain. I think that's very important. If you're not I'm not saying go out and look for pain. I'm not saying go out and cause a situation where you gotta experience something. No. Well, he said I gotta go experience pain to to grow. I mean, there's always challenges in our own, in our own personal lives or in our professional lives that we can learn from, that we can see. And not necessarily from our own perspectives, but it could be watching someone else go through something and go, oh, wow, and learning from those areas as well to apply to our own lives to be, you know, to move us in the right direction. So. Yes, I, I think those three are, are great because people always want to know, right? You're, you're successful as an independent artist. You have tons, millions of views on YouTube. You have hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. And people are always looking to go, well, what made her successful? I want to be successful as well, whatever that success is, right? We all have our own definition of what success looks like. You know, so, so how do I achieve that? And people always want to know. You know how how is this one person so successful? Yeah. Where where they ha- and are doing all these things? And I think it's kind of what you said: being true to yourself, being consistent with what you do, and having that support mechanism. I'm yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, what do you want your legacy as Jasmine Ortiz to be?
1: Um, I really want to be someone that people can relate to. I really just want my music to be heard. I think I have a lot to say, a lot to share with the world. Um, And I also want to leave this earth having made a difference for the better. I know that's a cliche thing to say, um, but it's something I genuinely feel very passionate about, whether that comes in the form of donating to different uh, causes, Whether that comes in the form of creating an organization similar to what Leonardo DiCaprio has done with his career and creating an organization to combat environmental injustice um, or speaking to the United Nations on the issue. I think it's incredible to be an advocate. And I want to make sure that I'm speaking up for the right things.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I I believe you are. and And that's what I tell people is whatever you want your legacy to be, you have to start doing those things now. And you're doing those yeah. things so so kudos to you and I, i'm looking forward to seeing where everything goes in in the near future how everything takes off who you, because you're connecting with the right types of people and you're being put in positions that are going to take you and elevate you to to that next level like right now you're in college right you know and, and that's kind of weird so, so i didn't ask that question but maybe maybe that's a question i want to add how do you balance that what school and music, and I mean, you're on campus, so I'm sure you got a ton of fans that are right there at your school.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's happened to me a couple times where I've been to parties, especially last year, um, and someone comes up to me and they're like, You're Jasmine, aren't you? You're that girl on Instagram, you have music out. I'm like, Yeah, that's weird that you know that. But okay, cool. Hey, like, let's have a conversation about it. Um, but that's happened to me a couple times, like, mainly around school with those circles. Um, but also, I'm really involved in the campus community, so people know me through that, not just through Instagram and music. Um, I've been a member of student government for two years. I'm on the Model United Nations team. I sit on the e-board of a couple different organizations, so that's all helped me be integrated with the campus community immensely. Um, but balancing those things is a huge challenge, which is why I said time management is my number one key to success.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it is a huge balance. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't (laughs) imagine trying to go to school and take exams and still create and pump out music and doing videos. But luckily for you, you got a great team that's behind you that that are helping to to do what you do. And once again, I think everybody needs a great team to help prepare them because there's only so much we can do as the one artist or the one producer. There's only so much right? I mean, you're in class. It can
1: get overwhelming. It can sure. get overwhelming.
0: That's right. You need people to handle your PR, which you have a great person as, as your PR. Yes, yes, I do. You know, you need to, yes, you need to have a person as your manager, right? Have a person who is shooting your videos and kind of, you know, taking some of this, uh, some of the other things off of your plate so that you can do what you do, do best. Yes. Ladies Absolutely. and gentlemen, oh my gosh, told you, Jasmine Ortiz is, <laughs> is an artist that is going to, is gonna is watch I'm telling you I don't I don't make too many predictions right I'm not like a prophet but you watch a couple years super fast (laughs) so I mean it took her two days to get two million views like (laughs) (laughs) kudos to well thank you so much yes thank you very much thank
1: you so much for everything for having me on today it was an absolute pleasure
0: absolute pleasure so tell people where they can find you and where they can check out your music
1: absolutely so you can find me on all social media platforms at i am jasmine ortiz that's instagram facebook twitter all of the above um tiktok and you can find me on spotify apple music youtube under jasmine ortiz
0: yes right ladies and gentlemen once again let's give it up for jasmine ortiz right. Jasmine, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Much success to you in uh, the coming future. I'm looking forward to hearing the next song that that drops 21. I know it's going to be amazing. I know (laughs) the video is going to be amazing. And so I'll be looking out for that uh, body of work coming. And so, yeah, once again, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you.
0: You are welcome. Thank you.
1: Bye.
0: Goodbye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, man, that was an amazing interview with Jasmine. She, I told, look, oh my gosh, if y'all don't go check out her music and go check out her uh, videos. And, mm, mm, mm. and she got more trajectory she is, is on. It may even be less than that. And I'm waiting to see. And so I can be like, yeah, I, I interviewed her. That's right. I know who she is. That's right. But uh, once again, thank you very much for tuning in to another interview episode here on We Create Music TV. I am your host of course Vivon. you can catch us every monday night and every thursday night at 7 pm eastern standard time for our interview segments and you can catch us throughout the week on additional content we drop from our master classes that we do from the additional tools and resources video that we offer and make sure you subscribe to this channel yes that helps us to you know get higher up on youtube so that people can check out content that we drop every week and that we can put these types of tools and resources and interviews and masterclasses right in people's faces. So support We Create Music TV. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being here, watching us, and we are out. Thank you.